If you're going to hit this goal, we have to know what the goal is. The goal can't just be to save more or pay off some debt. You first have to get clarity around what the exact numbers are because that's the only way that we can create a plan. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you are brand new here, here's what you need to know. Wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. That's what we truly believe in this community. We believe in the 12th century original definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. And so we base this podcast and my entire philosophy, my life's work at this point, on six pillars. If you're interested in hearing those six pillars, then head over to patricewashington.com forward slash start here. That's patricewashington.com forward slash start here. But today you are in for a treat because we're actually focused on the money pillar. Now, this episode is brought to you by Simplify by Quicken app, but of course, all thoughts and opinions are my own. Now, as you know, each year I choose my one word for the year. It's something that guides my decisions. It guides my plans. It guides my calendar, Everything that I do around my goals for that year for a solid 12 months is based on this word. And you've heard me talk about this year. Just a few weeks ago, we talked about the fact that this year it's obedience. Last year, it was I choose me. And in 2018, it was actually simplicity. And I really wanted to, at that time, look at how much more I could achieve if I leaned away from my natural tendency, which is to complicate things. You know, I'm not the only one. (laughs) I would lean towards complicating things, just making things a bit more difficult than they needed to be. And I gave myself permission to approach life from a more simplistic mindset, from a, a more simplistic way of being. And I am so happy to tell you that it was my word for 2018, but it has just become a part of how I live my life. I've carried that sentiment with me for the last two years, which is why I get super excited every time I find new ways to just make my life easier, especially when it comes to anything to do with managing my finances. And I know because I talk to you guys all the time in the emails and the comments and the DMs every single day that there are a lot about managing your finances that just overwhelms you. So whenever I find a tool, you know, the first thing I always want to do is introduce it to you so that you can have the same grace and ease that I'm experiencing. So last month, you may have seen on my Instagram page where I partnered with Simplify by Quicken app. And all you had to do at the time was share your top three financial goals publicly because, you know, we're big on accountability. And there were a few common themes that just kept popping up. So I thought today I'd help you tackle some of those big money goals with the simple hacks that I've been discovering while I've been using Simplify by Quicken for myself. This can range from the simpler goals, which may feel like I just need to save money or I need to pay down debt, which we'll get to. But I really wanted to start with something that I'm not even sure you may know you may be struggling with. Now, this is not everybody, but I guarantee you that each and every person listening You have someone in your family, in your friend circle that this impacts and either they haven't been able to name it and call it what it is, or you're dealing with it and you haven't understood the severity of it. 
and how common it actually is and that there are ways for you to get support. And so I want to start with one that came up several times and I was so glad that people actually knew what to call it. But several of you asked about eliminating compulsive spending, eliminating compulsive spending as being a goal, a money goal for 2020. Now, I don't know about you guys, but my granny used to call this burning a hole in your pocket. Do you, is that just a Belizean thing? I have no idea. But my granny used to talk about like just different people in our family or family friends. And she would say, oh, look at so-and-so. That money just burned a hole in his pocket, which basically meant that it was money that someone had just acquired and they were so eager to spend it. Like they couldn't wait, right? So get paid on Friday. And by Monday, they have allocated every dollar in that paycheck. Like they have put everything out there. And so I know in Belizean culture, I know in many cultures, sometimes we see these behaviors, we see these habits, and we don't recognize how deep they are. We brush them off with these little sayings like, oh, it's burning a hole in your pocket. And we don't understand that that actually could be a financial disorder known as compulsive spending or compulsive shopping. And what compulsive shopping is or compulsive spending is basically it's an unhealthy obsession with shopping, with spending money. And it gets to the point where it just starts to interfere with your daily life. And so a lot of times people will come to me and say, I make enough money, I can't figure out what's going on. And they don't even realize that they have become a compulsive shopper. It really is an obsession to the point where you may feel anxious when you're not shopping. You may be at your desk thinking about shopping. You may plan your whole weekend around shopping. You may find ways to keep needing to shop. And the truth is you're purchasing a lot of unnecessary items or unwanted items to begin with. So it's not so much the item as much as the high in going to get the item, as much as the high in swiping the credit card, as much as the high from being at the checkout. And generally, people who struggle with this are really dealing deeply with other emotions. So it's never the money, right? It's never just about the bag, the shoes, uh, the electronics, the any number of things that we like to go get. It's never about that. What it is, is there's perhaps loneliness there, feeling that you don't control anything at work or you don't really control anything at home. So this is the one thing you control. Um, maybe it's how you've learned to deal with stress and cope with stress, which would be obviously an unhealthy way, right? Maybe there's like underlying depression going on. So there's any number of things. And you have to remember, that's why here at Redefining Wealth, we talk about fit pillar being the very first pillar, being the foundation of building wealth because you want to be mentally fit, right? And this may be one of those areas that you need to go and get support with. Now, for some people, it's truly like you need deeper levels of support, right? That would be like financial therapy, financial counseling, really not just financial counseling, looking at the black and white numbers, but truly financial therapy. That is a whole genre that exists out there. There are psychologists that only deal with financial challenges, but everyone is not necessarily too maybe an extreme where it's been become detrimental, but maybe just in listening to this, you're like, oh my gosh, what are some things that I can do 
to kind of get on top of this if I feel myself kind of leaning in those directions sometimes. And so what I like about the Simplify by Quicken app is that it actually allows you to track some of this and maybe hold yourself a bit more accountable. So I'm in the app right now and what I'm looking at is what they call watch lists. You might hear me playing with my phone right now. I'm opening it up. So I love this feature called the spending watch list. Now, obviously, I don't really have any challenges with compulsive shopping, but I do have challenges with eating out. Your girl is not going to lie to you. <laughs> and that be that being said, like sometimes there's that one category where you're like, I know I should do better, but maybe you're not even quite sure where you are on the spectrum. And what I like about watch lists for me in my watch list, I have um, a category dining and drinks. And so it shows me what my monthly average is. I get to set a target for the month that I really, what I'm saying is I don't really want to go over this, but I, as I'm going through the month, can look at my watch list and see how far I'm going, like how far in I am. And why that's good is because if I know that I need to maintain a certain dollar amount for a specific category, you can even use it. Let's say you have like a vacation or birthday expenses or holiday expenses, you can use it to watch expenses connected with a certain activity. That way you don't go over your budget for that activity. But then for many of us, there's a lot of just recurring things that we're doing every month and we're trying to get it under control. And one of the first things that you will learn if you talk to anyone in financial psychology, the first step, if you're dealing with compulsive shopping is that you have to identify your triggers. You have to identify how you got there, right? How it became a problem for you, but then to keep track of your triggers. So, you know, are you doing it when you're sad and you're doing, or are you doing it when you're mad? Are you doing it when you're lonely? So what I like is that you can even kind of tie that to the app and go back and look and say, what was going on on this day when I spent this much in this category? Like what may have been the thing that triggered that? And I like it too, because sometimes we're just not aware. So you may look up and go, well, I don't know where all my money went. But with the watch list, you will be very clear that I spent X amount of dollars in this category and I need to watch it. (laughs) Or you may be pleasantly surprised and go, I didn't nearly spend what I thought I was spending in this category. But if you know the budget is still not working out or you're still not having the dollar amount at the end of the month that you want, if it wasn't that category, you get to go figure out where it was, right? And so everyone is not on like the extreme side of eliminating, you know, compulsive spending. But I saw it enough times just to want to make sure that you have some support. So either it's a financial psychologist, which is absolutely fine. And I totally suggest one. Or for many of us, we just need to be aware and using something like the Simplify app will really just help you pay attention and watch what's going on. So that's the first goal I wanna help you tackle for 2020. Now, here's the second one. Sticking to a budget. Oh my goodness. There are so many people who struggle with this, which is not new. I have to tell you that this has been a recurring theme for as long as I've been the money maven, and I'm sure well before my decade plus uh, in this field. So 
The thing that I think people struggle with the most is this idea that a budget, first and foremost, is bad. <laughs> like so many people just see a budget as the B word, another B word. When you think about it, your brows furrow, you get all bent out of shape. And I think that's because a lot of you see budgets as restrictive and that there's just this very rigid perception of what a budget does. It just carries a lot of baggage with it. So I remember when I was working with people one-on-one as a financial management consultant, we would ask folks, many people who identified themselves as being people who live paycheck to paycheck, like what their thoughts were around budgeting. Like if you know you should budget, if you know that could support you in achieving your financial goals, like what is going on in your mind? Like what is going on up there in terms of like buckling down and getting clear about what's coming in and what's going out? And overwhelmingly, the response would be a budget is not going to let me do what I want to do. I don't want to be told what I can and cannot do. It sounds like way too much work, right? It just already highlights the money that I don't have. It illuminates the challenges I already have. I don't feel like dealing with that. Or what if I want X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, typically a luxury or a want, not necessarily something you would consider a need, but what if I want fill in the blank and it's not on the budget? And that all comes down to this idea that the budget is actually in control of something. A budget is literally numbers on a sheet, whether you have it in an Excel spreadsheet or you're writing it down every month in a notebook. And the budget should guide your decisions, but the idea that the budget is like some type of um, fairy money godmother, like looming over you, telling you what you can and can't do, um, I think it's not about that. I think that we have to stop thinking about a budget in terms of what it's going to tell us we can't do and start to explore this idea of the budget guiding what you can do. Like that is literally just a mindset shift. The budget is not about deprivation and it's not about depriving you of all fun and all the good things in life. It's about helping you guide your decisions so that you can have those things that you actually say you want. The things that you are saying actually really matter to you. And the thing about really just utilizing a budget is being able to know where money is going before you spend it. Instead of looking up like many of us do every single pay period, every single week, month, quarter, we go, I know I made something. Where did it go? Where did it go? But here's what I am learning more and more and more as I study more about just behavior, right? Behavioral finance. What we've been taught for a long time is that we go back and review a budget. We do what we're going to do. And at the end of the month, we look at what behavior actually took place versus the budget. And for many of us, that just doesn't feel good because we probably didn't do what we said we were going to do or what we wanted to do. And we're looking at it in hindsight. We're looking back at our spending from the last 30 days, right? And imagine it being the first of a new month and you're looking back at the previous month and now you're going, ah, man, 
I shouldn't have spent this on the 12th. Shoot. So, so mad at myself for overspending in this category, for doing this or for doing that. But it's gone. That time has passed. And so other than beat yourself up, like what is supposed to be the thing? Because if you're not consulting the budget regularly, right, you're going to do the same thing the next month because we are creatures of habit. And even though you got that tidbit of information, in hindsight, most of us don't really have the capability. Let's just be real. When we think about how our lives are set up, how busy we are, all of the distractions, most of us are not thinking every single day, ooh, better check in with that budget. But this is why I like the Simplify app because it analyzes your spending when you first set it up. So as soon as you log in, it's gonna analyze your spending and then it creates this custom plan and it's it's really looking at what your expected income is and what your bills are for the month. So when I first set mine up, it really tried to get clarity by asking me questions, right? So it looked at what were the recurring expenses and so it had that pegged, but then there were some things where it was like, mm, maybe the same entity, maybe I was paying the same person, but different amounts. So it was trying to figure out, is this actually recurring or were these one-offs? So you go through and you answer yes or no. And then it basically creates a projection for you. And I really like the fact that it does this because it gives you that big picture because I think some of us are just afraid to dig a little too deep into the details and you want to know the categories, but the idea of going through a bank statement statement kind of old school line by line frightens you. So I like that the app kind of analyzed it all. And then I got to correct the categories and make sure things were just set up properly. But then the next month, what I really like is that as you go through the days, it's telling you, here's what you spent so far. Here's what you normally spend, right? It's kind of the spending plan. And then it's also giving you here are the recurring payments that are coming up so that you're able to forecast a bit better, as well as showing you pretty in real time. I think it's just maybe, it's like every time it syncs. So let's say it's once a day that it syncs with your bank account, right? You get to see what's in the bank account. So now it's not so much about pulling out pen and paper and doing this whole tedious thing between what do I have coming up and let me check the bank balance and What are these, you know, what else am I doing? I just like that it kind of keeps everything in one place. So for me, it replaces that daily tedious process. I wasn't budgeting like to a T daily, I have to be honest, but I do kind of track things every week. So on Mondays, I have a time blocked on my calendar for Money Monday and I would check in with this stuff. I still do that, but I definitely like, especially being on the road, traveling, busy mom, entrepreneur, all that great stuff that I can look at it at a glance and get a sense of that bank balance doesn't mean that you can spend that (laughs) because it immediately shows you here's what's coming up like in the next couple days or here's what's coming up in the week. So if you struggle with sticking to a budget, I really think that this is a great tool to just help pull it all together and see it in one simple interface. One of the things I struggle with um, it's just that things really do have to be simple. I really just don't like things to be overcomplicated. 
And I like being able to see all of the things that matter in one place. So I don't have to log into this place or log into that place and look at things in three and four different places because I'll easily forget. I mean, honestly, if I don't write things down, you guys, I'm at the age (laughs) where if I don't write things down in that moment, it's like it didn't happen. So the same thing with, again, keeping my finances like simple is that I want to see everything in one place instead of having to log around all over the place. I hope that makes sense. I hope somebody who is like, yes, I need to stop logging into the bank and then this and then this and then that, because that's so unrealistic for most people to do on a daily basis. If you're going to stick to a spending plan, the way that you get really comfortable is being able to check in with it more regularly. I really feel like out of sight, out of mind. If you're not checking in with this budget, with this plan until the end of the month, it's really hard to course correct. In my opinion, it is really hard to course correct. I can't wait until the following month to look at what I should have, could have did a month ago. What I can do is open up my phone once or twice a day look at what I spent, look at what I have left to spend based on my spending plan and make some decisions about what's going to happen tonight, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen this weekend. That is how you become more intentional about sticking to the budget. It requires a plan, but our lives are busy. Let's just be honest. And so if the plan is going to work, we have to be able to work it, right? We got to be able to really work it and make it easy on ourselves. So if you are trying to stick to the budget, there's one way to do it. Have everything all in one place. And so the last goal is really more like a two for one, um, because many people who responded to the contest entries talked about either building up savings or paying down debt. And I saw a lot around what should come first. And this is always a really good one because I really believe that building up savings and paying down debt are two sides of the same coin. So if this is your goal, let's flush this out. First of all, I don't think it's either or. I think it's and. I think it's and. You just have to know your numbers so you can plan accordingly. But here's why I feel like it's not necessarily safe to go all in on either one if you have goals for both or if you have challenges with both. Let's say you get a windfall of money and I don't know, a tax refund or an inheritance of some kind, a bonus from work. And you're like, well, my goal was to save. So I'm going to put it all in my savings. Does that necessarily work for you if you are dealing with some high you know, interest rate credit cards that technically could be, your money could be better spent paying that down rather than wasting money with the, you know, the interest that's accruing every month. So let's say the other person's like, well, I'm just going to use it to pay all my debt down. Mm, But here's the thing. You might pay the debt down, not off, but down. You might pay the debt down. But then if you have absolutely no savings, what happens the minute an emergency comes up? Most people will end up right back in debt. It'll go on a credit card or they borrow from friends and family or something, but you'll be back in debt. So this is why it's so important to really know your numbers. It's really important to dig in 
and get a better idea of truly what's coming in, what's going out, what are the things that you can do without. Again, I'm not about deprivation, but I do believe that when you have goals like saving for something in particular or paying down debt, you have to be willing to sacrifice something for a season, not forever, but for a season. And knowing the numbers just really helps you plan for that. But it also, I saw a lot of what I think was very vague. So there was, I want to save more or I want to pay down more debt or I want to pay down debt, but I didn't see enough specifics out there. And I really want to stress how important it is. If you're going to hit this goal, we have to know what the goal is. The goal can't just be to save more or pay off some debt. You first have to get clarity around what the exact numbers are, because that's the only way that we can create a plan. Like that's the only way that checking in with your watch list or like really looking in at that spending plan is going to make a difference because you know, you don't want to go over in one, in some spending category because that's money that could go towards either building up the savings or paying down debt. So put a specific number on it. Um, when you say I want to save more, if you saved an additional $10 this month, would you be satisfied? I think overwhelmingly you would say no. So that's not a real goal. That's a hope. It's a dream. It's a wish. And it's still very vague. So when you hit it, you won't even realize it because it wasn't defined to begin with. So put a dollar amount as well as a target date. Both of these require a target date. If you're going to save $1,000, you have to add to that by when. Are you going to take the entire year to save $1,000 or is the goal to save $1,000 in the next 45 days? Get as specific as possible. If you're paying down debt, are you going to pay that credit card with a balance of $2,326? Is it going to take you all year? Or if you check in with that spending plan and keep your eye on your watch list, is that something that you actually could do in the next two and a half months? Because I believe in Parkinson's law and it essentially says that the time that we give ourselves to complete a task is the time it will take. If you give yourself 12 months, it's going to take 12 months. If you give yourself three months, it will take three months. And to me, it's amazing how Everything comes together. As many say, the universe conspires on your behalf, right? Like there's so many things that come together in order to support you in moving that forward. I really do believe that. But I believe that it comes from our clarity around what we need. So if your goal is to build up savings or pay down debt, it has to be very clear about what the dollar amount is. It has to have a target date. And you have to accept that one day and someday, just not days on the calendar, right? So what I also see on the Quicken app, now this one I haven't really used personally yet. Um, I played with it, but I haven't personally been tracking anything. But I do see and appreciate that it allows you to track progress against an unlimited number of short or long-term goals. So whatever it is you're saying you want to do, you can. And it also lets you add a target date in the future because then it'll just help you figure out exactly how much you need to put aside each month to get there. So if saving for something in particular or paying down very specific debts, I would break them down because it allows you to do an unlimited number 
of goals, right? So I would break it down. I wouldn't just say all credit card debt. I would probably say this financial institution card, this department store card, this type of, which I hope you don't have, like this type of card. I would hope that you just used it as much as possible because I also think it's really, really good with this type of stuff to have milestones so that when you accomplish one, you feel really good. Like when I paid off debt in the past, I always went for the ones with the smaller dollar amount. Some people will focus on the ones with the higher interest rate. It just depends. Um, Higher interest rate makes sense, of course, right? Because you're going to save more money. But from a psychology perspective, you want to get that win. So if my higher interest rate card had the larger balance, I would not focus on that one first personally, because if it was going to take 18 months for me to pay it off and I'm like sacrificing for a season and making all these other concessions and checking in with my numbers and I'm not seeing the progress, I don't get the satisfaction of seeing something get down to a zero balance, that wouldn't necessarily motivate or inspire me. So I would focus on something that had the smaller balance so that I could just chunk, 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 chunk money towards it and be done, right? But what I like about the app is that if you set a dollar amount and you were like, okay, I'm going to put an additional $200 over and above the minimum balance towards this debt, it would literally tell you, okay, well, then it's going to take this long. And I think it's so good to have a target date because it gives you something to hope for. It just gives you something to look forward to. It makes it more real, right? It makes it realistic. When you're saying, oh, I want to pay down some debt one day, that seems like so far away because it's not something that you can mark on the calendar. So again, whether it's a savings thing or a paying down debt situation, the big thing you want to do is make it specific and have a target date and use something to track it, which you can do and simplify. I hope this really helps. So many of you had questions just about setting goals in general and setting financial goals, making sure that you really hit your financial goals this year. I'm going to post about this episode on my Instagram page. You are free to ask more questions on the YouTube channel. And when we post about it, ask questions on the Instagram page and I'll do my best to answer as many as I can. And I may invite some other folks to just shed some light on how they get through their financial goals. I always think it's so important for us to share. You share what works for you and pick up some nuggets of wisdom from other members in the community on what works for them. And let's just talk about it. But these were the top three that I could tell really needed just some addressing. And again, I hope I didn't oversimplify it, but I did want you to know it's simpler than you think. It really is. I think sometimes we just make things so complicated and I'm the queen of making it complicated, which is why I'm telling you, it has been a deliberate, deliberate choice to make life simple. And every time I find a tool or find something that just makes my life simpler, one, I benefit because I actually can follow through. And at the end of the day, that's what you want to do this year. There are so many statistics out there about how many of us set goals and just don't follow through. And yet we get back up and we try every year, but we don't change our behavior. 
and we don't add tools or resources to support us on the journey. So if you have these goals or any financial goals, the truth of the matter is you probably need some support, some additional accountability, another resource or better resource than what you may be using to help you actually make it happen this year and and not have it be another thing that you talk about, but you're not actually being about, right? Not something that you look back on every month or every other month, but something that's like a constant companion. So I, like I said, I downloaded the app a couple months ago. I've been checking in with it just about every other day, sometimes twice a day, just depends on what's going on. And I really do think it would be a great tool to help you set and keep pretty big goals, financial goals, at least for 2020, right? Because if you're overwhelmed, it is so much harder to cross the finish line. And I actually want to see you do it. So check out the Simplify by Quicken app. You can download it at the App Store if you have an iPhone or Google Play Store. And you can follow along on Simplify Money uh, on social media. I follow them on Instagram or simplifymoney.com and just check it out, learn more about it. But I really, really do suggest downloading the app and setting everything up and keeping it simple. whether it was one of these goals or any of the financial goals you have. So I hope that really helps you guys. Listen, we'll be talking about it more in social media. So when you see me talk about this podcast episode, feel free to share your thoughts, share your comments. If you are already using Simplify, I would love to know about it. Tell me what the little tricks are that I might still need to learn because I'm learning every day, every week as I continue to use it. So tell me what you've learned in the comments, even on YouTube. I would love to hear more about it. So that's it for this week, you guys. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.